0: You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice Podcast, episode number 151. Today we'll read 2 Corinthians chapter 2 together. Paul encourages forgiveness, explains more of his postponement to visit Corinth, and describes his life and death ministry. And follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. I gotta say, I'm a little sad. Maybe it's disappointment. Heck, there might be a tad of irritation, too. Let me explain. Almost a year and a half ago, the idea to go to Europe with Mitch's brother and my sister-in-law was born. You know how it starts. Hey, we ought to... Whatever. They were so excited, and so were we. And then it grew. Our two grown daughters wanted to come. Our nephews and their wives wanted to come. Then our good friends, Barry and Sherry, who have never been to Europe, decided to join us in London, but first tack on several days in Normandy, France. And so it went. Mitch started writing and emailing funny newsletters to educate and entertain. Plane reservations were made, city passes were purchased, and we found a nice hotel that would accommodate all of us. Then COVID hit. I was the most supercilious of all. Not to worry. There's no way this thing will still be a problem in October. A few months later, I was not so confident. Especially when the UK started requiring a 14-day quarantine in the hotel. Hmm, quarantine for two weeks, then vacation for one. Probably not going to happen. So we set the deadline of August 31st as the cutoff date for going forward, Or pulling the plug. The plug is now officially pulled, and we're in the process of changing the reservations to April of 2021. But God is good all the time. As with most things in life, we'll likely look back and be able to say the postponement ended up being a good thing. COVID 19 is not a surprise to God, and He always goes before those who belong to His Son and makes a way even when we can't see it. We haven't forgotten the verse we just read in the 8th chapter of Romans, verse 28, have we? We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. Do we act like we know that? I hope so. I hope that, whether in suffering or disappointment, Our witness is that we truly know that in the depths of our souls. Let me know your thoughts at LiftingHerVoice.com 2 Corinthians, Chapter 2 In fact, I made up my mind about this. I would not come to you on another painful visit. For if I cause you pain, then who will cheer me other than the one being hurt by me? I wrote this very thing so that when I came I wouldn't have pain from those who ought to give me joy, because I am confident about all of you that my joy will also be yours. For I wrote to you with many tears out of an extremely troubled and anguished heart, not to cause you pain, but that you should know the abundant love I have for you if anyone has caused pain he has caused pain not so much to me but to some degree not to exaggerate to all of you this punishment by the majority is sufficient for that person as a result you should instead forgive and comfort him otherwise he may be overwhelmed by excessive grief Therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. I wrote for this purpose, to test your character, to see if you are obedient in everything. Anyone you forgive, I do too. For what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, it is for your benefit in the presence of Christ, so that we may not be taken advantage of by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. When I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though the Lord opened a door for me, I had no rest in my spirit because I did not find my brother Titus. Instead, I said goodbye to them and left for Macedonia. But thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ's triumphal procession and through us spreads the aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. For to God we are the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To some we are an aroma of death leading to death, but to others an aroma of life leading to life. Who is adequate for these things? For we do not market the word of God for profit like so many. On the contrary, we speak with sincerity in Christ as from God and before God. You can just feel Paul's grief come off the page, can't you? It reminds me so much of times as a parent and an employer when discipline is needed to be issued and the responsibility for that fell squarely on my lap. I bet you have myriad stories in that vein, too. It's hard. It can be heartbreaking, but you know it needs to be done for the good of a relationship, for increased maturity, and sometimes, as in Paul's case, for godliness. It is said among many scholars that there was likely a lost letter to the Corinthians from Paul, and apparently Paul didn't hold anything back in that letter. The Corinthian church needed to be taken to the woodshed, and Paul took them. Maybe I should say that God took them and used Paul. It may very well be the reason Paul postponed his visit to Corinth. He likely knew, in his heart, that the visit would not have ended well. And that's why he wrote the letter. Let's face it, even though Paul didn't have a word processor, he could still write and rewrite a letter until it had the perfect balance of chewing out and expressions of love. When you're face to face with someone you must admonish, words can be like toothpaste. They don't go back in the tube. A visit may have damaged the relationship with the Corinthian Christians beyond repair. I think Paul was wise. In the next section, It is widely believed that Paul was talking about the same guy from his first letter, you know, the one who had a sinful relationship with his stepmom, the one Paul advised be given over to Satan. Well, apparently the Church did discipline him, and Paul is now saying it's time to love him, bring him back into the fold, and extend Christ's love to him so we won't get too discouraged. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're so low you don't even think it's useful to try? We don't ever want our brothers and sisters in Christ to feel like that, no matter how naughty they've been. It's at those times when godly shame is doing its proper work that the love of Christ is so powerful. I hope we all remember both sides of that coin. Let's pray. Oh, Father, life can be hard. I mean, I don't want to sound whiny, but whether a person is on the receiving end of the whip or doling out the discipline, it's hard. Lord, we need your wisdom. We need your love. Life gets very messy when we allow ego and pride, rebelliousness and hate to cloud our vision of you. Your Word says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man or woman comes to you except through Him. Please, Lord, do not let this message be lost. Help us to be relationally wise like Paul was, because it is through those manicured relationships that we can be used to draw people to Christ. Amen. Be well.